This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody. I am John Denman, your host for the next hour on the weekly craft beer and music fest show that we do call Drink of Ages Radio Show. Thanks for joining us on Badlands Radio, ESPN 97.5, and of course, a lot of people are downloading the podcast that you can find on iTunes or on drinkofages.com, sponsored by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. But thanks for tuning in, and hope everybody's enjoying a really good beer from a good craft brewery out there. Don't just pick local, because there's a lot of good stuff coming into Texas right now from all over the country, all over the world, actually. Absolutely. Some badass beer is happening. But, you know, again, if, if you're making your own beer, hopefully you're drinking that as well. This show is brewed up by Firestone Walker 805 Blonde L that is actually hitting the shelves really soon. So be on the lookout for that. Nice, easy drinking Blonde L. When you're sitting by the fire this winter, I don't know. It's just a Blonde L. It's easy to drink pretty much any time. So coming from Firestone Walker, I'm expecting it to be pretty damn tasty. But let's talk about who's on tonight's show. Our music guest tonight is John Bauman doing a CD release party. His third, what would that be, his junior debut? I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. his junior debut. Uh, putting a new CD out there. Big party going on here at Firehouse Saloon for that. And then from Back Pew Brewing up in Porter, Texas, Bobby Harl. Hey, guys. How you doing? Man, Bobby, how are you doing, man? Having a beer. Pretty good life, really. It's really not too bad. And on top of that, I mean, just uh, the the beers that you brought, the beers we have on tap, it's beer, pretty damn tasty. The beer we have on tap tonight is Blue Testament, which is our American Pilsner made with a Texas-sourced blue corn. So it took a little while to find the blue corn. We actually were snubbed a couple times. They uh, they told us that their blue corn was too good to be made into beer, of all things. Um, so that was kind of a unique thing. So we ended up contacting quite a few people. I talked to the farmer himself, and he said, Man, I'd love to sell you some blue corn. He said, But I sell it all to this mill. But I think that guy would sell you some blue corn. So I was a little worried because I was like, Man, what if it's one of those mills that I've already talked to and said, Hell no. And uh, so I called this guy up, and this dude, he just goes, Dude, I'll sell you as much blue corn as you want. He says, Do you want it roasted or not roasted? I said, I've never been asked that question before, so I don't know. Let me think about it. Um, so we got the non roasted version, but he sent me some, so we're going to do some test batches with it. Um, really easy drinking, really crisp Pilsner flavor on the front of the palate, really sweet corn on the back of the palate. Lovely drinking beer. Yeah, well, I mean, what else do you use blue corn for? I mean, the only thing I think of is like for like one out of the 100 tortilla chips in a lot of restaurants. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only thing that, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can use it just like any other corn, really. I mean, it was, uh, you know, going through the process. You know, we did this uh, up at Little Harpeth in Nashville. You know, we went through kind of a local corn process. It was kind of, you know, not it's not something you do on a normal basis. It's like, hey, man, not only am I going to pick my corn guy, which, yes, I have a corn guy, uh, but then I get to pick my grade of corn, which I got to tell you, just as a brewer, is not something you do that often. Um, but, uh, but so you can make grits out of it. You can do anything you want with it. But what I think is really cool, you can make, um, you know, you see tortillas out of it, uh, blue corn chips. You know, I'm waiting for some chef to be like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook this down, put it in a dish, and serve it with blue corn tortilla chips or like a tamale or something. And that would be really killer because I think the flavor would really accentuate itself. I, well, I know the beer's good. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll quench any kind of heat, so that would be cool. Yeah, not bad. 
Well, you are the founder of Backview Brewing in Porter, and you know you are up and running now. You're Finally. actually up there brewing beer on a really nice brewing system. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, it was made by uh, Sprinkman. Uh, they're up in Wisconsin, so it was all American made. Um, you know, those guys are really, really talented, which is super cool. Um, you know, it's just when you look at what the beers are that we're going to produce, a lot of lagers, uh, a lot of German styles, you know, we have to do special things, say, decocting. And so we need that four-vessel brew house. And I think it really gives us, you know, a different kind of flavor than maybe what's in the Houston market. Not that what's in the Houston market is bad. It's just, you know, it's just what we're going to brew. And so, you know, we love that brew house. It's doing really well for us. And, uh, you know, we're, I think we're putting out some good liquid. Yeah, we were talking earlier about the decoction mash. Explain what that is real quick for people listening and why that makes your beer a little different than most. Sure thing. So when, when, you're, de- when you're decoction mashing, what it came from was the German brewers back in the day, they didn't have a way like today, you know, we have steam jackets and things like that, so we can raise the temperature of that grain and water mixture, you know, kind of at will. Well, what they used to have to do was they had a couple ways to add to increase that temperature. One was to add hot water, or two was to do what they figured out, take a portion of it out, boil it, and put it back in. Well, that boiling does two things. It raises the temperature of the mash, and you're caramelizing the sugars because you've gone up to boiling. So it's kind of like making candy. So you get all those great sugars from the starches once they convert converted into sugars. You boil them, you caramelize them, you get a great depth of flavor. And that's kind of what is different about some of what uh, the beers that we're making than other ones because we get that caramelization that we're doing in-house. So that's part of that passion, part of that love where we're doing it ourselves. All right, let's talk about the brewery for a little bit because um, you bought a church. And you put the brewery in a church, which I think is a great idea. It's, it's I, I, monks have been doing it for a long time, so yes. I mean, you know, it's really There's an old a religious idea. Experience with beer, um, you know, it's it, it keeps me motivated more than anything uh, to get up and drink again tomorrow. Um, but uh, no, so um, you know, we have a unique uh, the church that we took over. I guess let's start with that. It's it was a really unique space. Um, the cool thing is we have two buildings. So we have what is kind of what we wanted, the big metal building, the production facility. And then we have the old kind of uh, ranch-style home church, which you're used to seeing, Baptist churches and things of that nature. Well, up and down along the road, we have a lot of Baptist churches. And uh, when we were basically demoing everything, I was saving a lot of materials, all the wood, all the furniture, all the anything, and trying to give that away. So we had a lot of people coming by. It was really unique because a lot of Baptist preachers traditionally uh, frown upon such things like alcohol. Uh, although there's, there's tons of jokes about that. Uh, I'm not going to get into those, but you know, I, I, remember I was foot loose, man. That, that's, yeah, so, that was an impact. So uh, you know, but then we finally, uh, you know, I think we've kind of won them over. Um, again, the jokes can uh, ensue about the Baptists. Uh, I think we won them over with the products, so that's good. But it's been a unique experience. I think it's what I love about it is that it's a building with some history, a building with some character, and that's what I like. It, it isn't isn't pretty. It isn't always pretty, but it's functional. We're gonna make it work, and when we're done with it, it's gonna be beautiful, just like beer. You know, barley isn't the coolest thing ever. If you've ever looked at a kernel, it's a little teardrop shaped thing. But once you just you know you give it that you give it that time, you give it that processing, and all of a sudden you have this delicious beer at the end. Same kind of deal. Bobby Harl from Back Pew Brewing up in Porter, Texas. So yeah, so you get you, you originally had a different name for the brewery, which and and but this is one of those things that did you have the name before you bought the church to put the brewery in? Was it was that your plan to be Saints and Sinners? Yeah. So uh, so the original name for the brewery is Saints and Sinners Brewing Company, and I came up with that. So for the listeners at home, I'm an engineer and I'm not creative at all. Um, that was like my one in the shower moment where I was like, you know what, this could be really cool. 
Um, so we were going along with it, and we ran into some trademark issues, which just in the brewing industry these days is really, really important. We have, there's a lot of people looking at that, you know, using their names, this and that and the other. So we did our due diligence, and we found out there was an issue. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we were going to lose that battle. So we, I said, you know what? I don't really have any stock in it other than it was my one creative idea. Uh, you, know, you can keep it. Um, unfortunately, after that, that was my one creative idea, so I had to ask a lot of more creative people over copious amounts of beer for a new name. But I, since we were in the church, and uh, the way we sell beer is uh, kind of tied to that Saints and Sinners duality, um, we wanted to find something that worked well with it, and I think that's where Back Puke came from. I think it's a great name. Thanks, man. It's a great and, name for uh, brewery, especially at your location. It's, uh, it, it works well. It still gets a chuckle every now and then. And when, we, when we're, we're working on the tap room right now, and uh, what we're doing is we're trying to find used pews, so in pairs. So we're going to do kind of a German beer hall style room. Instead of, instead of just benches, we're going to have pews. So it'll be pretty cool. Might be kind of hard to get in the middle seat, though. Well, you know, you just kind of scooch it. You, it's, you know, it's kind of like the thing you do. And you're, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. But, you know, I'll buy you a beer later. Oh, everybody's like, yeah, get, get, you be the middle guy. Buy the beer. That's cool. Not a bad idea. But you have the property you have up there, uh, you have a nice little chunk of land, which is nice. So you yeah, can be man. able to do a whole lot of different things. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you've been out there, actually. I um, have, yes. he, he went to Beer Olympics with the Rogue Brewer guys. Yep. Um, and so we got 14 acres up there. Uh, so the two buildings are set back on there. We still are, we're still doing work. We're still picking it up. But it allows us to do a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, we've heard some rumors that some, uh, some Texas singer-songwriters want to come out and do a big show. Uh, so that could be really cool. But it's one of those kind of situations where... You hear a whisper, and I say, I'm going to wait till it's a mumble, and then I'm going to wait till it's real. So come and talk to me when that happens. But we'd love to have some shows out there. I think we have the space to do it, especially on the, on the property. But things like the uh, – so, so John came out just for the listeners at home. He came out for what we call the Beer Olympics. So it was a bunch of beer-inspired sports. Um, and uh, so next year we're going to be doing it up a little bit bigger. Unfortunately, at the time we were in uh, kind of kill mode right before we got our equipment in. But next year we're going to do it, and it's, uh, so keep a lookout for it. That's going to be a good time. I mean, it was fun for the little small thing that we did. It was a good time. Oh, it was it was a great time. I wish I could have joined you guys. Unfortunately, I was in there putting in glycol lines, I think, that day. That was no fun. I think we need to add, like, a par three <laughs> hole behind your property. Somebody actually had a pretty good idea. Kickball. Kickball uh, like Like, good. backstops and everything. Like, that'd be, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Take a quick break. We'll come back, talk to Bobby Harrell, and uh, talk about how he got into this business to begin with because it's not exactly – what your plans were it seemed like a few years ago maybe it always was to make beer but you sure went to school for a long time to make beer i'm, I'm shrugging right now that's what you can't see <laughs> all right during of ages we'll be right back my name is john bam and i'm a singer songwriter from austin texas i got a brand new record out called departures this is our first single called vices i was rumbling on a dark side of the city Drinking heavy to bury the pity And the slow, slow track I'm on When I start Oh, it's so hard to stop I'm gonna drink until I drop Till every can is gone Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a sip Sometimes it takes the whole thing down Gambling Carter, old habits die harder than the vices that always surround the vices I've found in this town. In the back room, 
It was smoky in the light On a cold Saturday night There was ten grand in the pot They could not score And I was merely manic Too many drill and I was panicked They missed a kick, my winnings were shot Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a sip Sometimes it take the whole thing down Gambling Carter, old habits die harder Than the vices that always surround The vices I found in this town For better or worse, we've all got on Places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, eight national crafties, eight imports and ciders, five fancy pans, specialty brews, one mead, and one cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, Rudyard'sPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K 
at adamandeve.com. What's up, everybody? This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and a local brewery for you to go out and try is from Cycler's Brewing Company. It is the 5511 Double Red L. What makes it a double? 7.9% ABV does. What makes it red? Well, actually, the roasted malts that they're used is what gives it the red color. 5511 is a medium-bodied beer that balances well with the piney bitterness from the hops. Available in 12-ounce cans and also on draft at your favorite places. Don't forget to tune in to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5. We are back on and we're talking with Bobby Harrell from Back Pew Brewing. And I'm even looking at notes. <laughs> it's just hard to say. Maybe it's maybe it's because of the good samples that we've been having. I'm starting to kind of catch uh, up a little y- bit. You know, you, you say that. It, there's no way to really, you know, we know what is and isn't happening here. They have no idea. Um, but there, there might be samples here. We might have had a few of them. Well, yeah, there, there's other beer shows out there, and they, they probably have a few, but I don't know if any of them really sit around and, and sample, because we're sampling as much as we do on Drink of Ages radio show. I mean, I, I hope not. Uh, you know, I, I, we need to be the best, and I, and I think that we sample the most. Uh, you know, it's important to be the best. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, you did spend some time in Nashville. Yeah, man. Over Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's a decent little college to go to. It's not bad, man. Get a little degree from. Absolutely. So you ended up with a PhD. Yeah. From Vanderbilt. Yeah, man. What did you do after that? Uh, quickly, I, you know, I I couldn't go to the real world. That'd just be too harsh. So, uh, I transitioned over to the NBA. Um, so kind of it was... Going from being a lab by myself all the time to being around people who wanted to be together all the time. So, which was super good for me because it was like, hey, uh, introvert, here is extrovertness. Um, go out there, hang out with people, talk to people, which was cool. I never, like, in- intentionally went to be by myself forever. Um, that's just, unfortunately, how my lab was run because my boss couldn't get any money. Um, so we didn't have anybody else to hang out with. Um, so we went over to the NBA, but the cool thing about it was – the same time I was kind of doing that transition, I met up with some dudes who were getting ready to start a brewery in Nashville. It's called Little Harpeth Brewing Company. It's an all-lager brewing company. And uh, they were kind of like, I was brewing one day, man, so you're not supposed to have an open flame in our apartment complex, and I was brewing in the garage. Well, so we had the door like halfway open, was getting ready to start chilling. see a truck go by, then I see brake lights, and I see reverse lights, and I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. This is probably the property manager. I'm about to get chewed out. This dude sticks his head under the, under the uh, garage door and goes, hey, are you brewing? So yeah, he goes, oh man, I saw that bucket, figured it was sanitizer. I was like, that, you must brew as well, because otherwise you just figure it was a bucket. Um, and so he goes, oh man, you can tell this was at the time before we got they got super serious about it, and you don't drink while you produce. He was drinking, uh, let's just say that. And so he was kind of doing one of those where it's like, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat, you know, finish him kind of deals when he was talking to me. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, we're getting ready to start a brewery, come hang out with us. So I went and hung out with him, and turns out that all that scientific knowledge that I had acquired, somebody actually cared about. And uh, so I got to put it toward brewing because I, you know, I was brewing myself and everything else, but it was really cool to have a place where it's like, you know, large brewing scale, get to do all the fun stuff, and then do the QAQC stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It happened to work out for you like that. That's pretty yeah. badass. It's, uh, you know, it, it was, it, it's random. You know, sometimes you just don't know. It's, I, I literally went and hung out, figured I'd just have a beer, some dudes, whatever. But, no, they were, it was super serious. Ended up just, uh, you know, they're good guys up there, super cool dudes. In fact, uh, Quas gave us a pretty good shout-out in the Chronicle this morning, uh, if anybody happened to see that up in the Kingwood area. And uh, so we appreciate that. But they just, they're getting into cans, actually, here coming up in the next, like, week. So that's super cool, um, and so glad to see that they're still growing. But uh, it was a cool scene, man. The whole Nashville community was really cool. Got to know all the brewers up there, really good guys. I had been to Nashville one time, and we went up there to watch the Texans play the Titans. And 
I had a really fun time in Nashville. It's, it's easy a badass to, little town. It's easy to have a fun time in Nashville. Yeah, it really somehow is. Somehow we're, you know, there's a lot of country music overload. It, uh, it can get a little gross. Yeah. Um, it can get a little gross. You know, it's uh, the cool thing about Nashville that is kind of underappreciated is that you have music grow, and that's really cool. You have your kind of mainstream country, but you go across the river to what they call, you know, East Nasty because it used to be pretty nasty. Um, but that's where you get kind of that more like Texas singer-songwriters, more local rock, stuff like that. So they have that local talent, and it really proliferates there. And so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But uh, you can have a good time in Houston, too. Yeah, Houston's not bad either. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, hey, I came back here from there, so, you know. So let's talk about the beers you're making because you have the Saints and Sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We've mentioned the, the first beer that we have on tap. We talked about that. We drank some of it. You've also poured an, a black IPA. Uh, we pour it all over the map, so just, uh, if you don't mind, John, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, so the way that we, we do our beers is we have the Saint line and the Center line. Uh, Saint line is always identifiable, same white tap handle, eventually in white cans. Center line, the antithesis of that, uh, black tap handle, black can. The reason we do that is all of our Saint line beers are sessionable, approachable beers. What that means is you get beers that you can drink all day, or as a transition beer drinker, you're not afraid to try it no matter what it is. Uh, you just know it's a white tap handle. Center line, the antithesis of that. That's where we get a little bit crazier in alcohol, where we get crazier in flavor and things of that nature. So what we've had tonight, you know, we mentioned the Blue Testament before, the American Pilsner. Um, you know, we also have Sweet Salvation, which is our brown ale. So a lot of those great roasted toffee kind of notes, coffee notes. Let's talk about that one for a minute because sure. that, that one uh, was a delicious brown ale and very, very light bodied. Yep. Very light body with a little roastiness and a little coffee flavor, but it doesn't have coffee in it. It doesn't have coffee in it. So we use a really cool coffee kiln malt. It comes from uh, Franco-Belges uh, Malsters. They're over in France. And so they, they uh, when during the malting process, they include coffee in that, but we don't actually put coffee in it. But I just love the richness that it has. I think it really rounds out the beer. Um, so it's really you know just one of those things where when you're like, man, I really want to drink a porter tonight but I don't need to get completely slammed, it's a really good opportunity for you to enjoy those roasted flavors while being light on the palate, and you can have a few of them. So what we're drinking now is... <laughs> full throttle. You're a full throttle at this point. All right, uh, we're so, a full throttle. This one has to be a sinner. Uh, this is a sinner. So so we're putting out two beers in the Saint line. That would be Blue Testament, Sweet Salvation, the the, uh, the American Pilsner, and the Brown Ale. In our center line, we have uh, we have Seder Swill, which is a traditional German box, so really malt-forward, estuary profile. But John is currently drinking our Ninth Circle. So I'm a huge nerd, as you would guess by the fact that I have an engineering PhD. Um, but Ninth Circle comes from Dante's Inferno. It's a, it's a book. Um, and basically, the Ninth Circle is the lowest level of hell. It's where the devil is. And that's why I thought it was relatively fitting. It's actually cold there. Um, but uh, it's a black IPA, so it's a beautiful marriage of roasted notes and hop notes. When it pours, usually, like, say, out of a cold box, it's about 38 degrees. It's going to present with more roast-forward notes. As it warms up, the cascade really comes out in the nose. It's really, really beautiful. Of course, you have your hoppiness. It's a really cool way to blend them. And instead of uh, what we like to do is we use a lot of German-roasted malts, and the reason we do that is because it's not as astringent. It's not as inherently bitter from a malty standpoint as, say, some American malts are. So I think it's a really nice little beer. Well, I say little. It's big. It's 8.5%. It's a good size. Like I like it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's that's what I tell the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they believe you, you're okay. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, you just you just got you got to make it work for you. <laughs> yes. What other beers are you guys coming up with? Uh, so uh, what we originally intended with the whole Saint Line Center Line thing is I wanted to do a light colored beer, a medium colored beer, and a dark colored beer. 
So what you'll notice is we have a light and a medium in the Saint line, and we have a medium and a dark in the center line. Well, our darkest color beer that's going to come out in the Saint line, we call it Black Habit. It's a Schwartz beer. So it's 5% alcohol, so it's low in gravity, but man, you get these great chocolate roasted, just roundness to it. Really easy to drink, but it's beautiful. In the center line, the lightest colored beer, we're calling Hot Postle. So I'm Catholic, so that works. Um, and what it is, it's, an, it's a, a traditional American IPA. It's actually more English style, so East Coast. A little bit drier, really bright, clock sent 7.2, similar. You can't really tell the alcohol, but it's a, it's a really lovely beer. It's really, really easy to drink. It's nice. It's kind of what Dan, you, uh, so I have, I have Daniel Henley here. He's a guy working with me. What you usually say is an after-dinner beer. Yes, you usually have it after dinner. Not quite sure where that comes from, but, uh, but you know, that's, that's just one guy's opinion. I think he's actually kind of right. Yeah, after dinner, after the drive home, uh, yeah, before you know whatever before you know, shower. It's, it's, it's beer. So <laughs> yeah, you know, drink it. Yeah, it works. It works. Well, let's talk about uh, the brewery for a second. And you do not really have a tap room right now. Are you planning on putting one in anytime soon? Yeah, we do. So uh, what we took over, we have 14 acres, which is really cool. I, I think we mentioned that before. But we have two buildings, and that other building will eventually that uh, that sanctuary will become the German beer hall style tap room. We're hoping in the January time frame we've got one final project with the city of Houston, which I think uh, all hope against hopes that we're very, very close to finishing so I can get rid of the moat in our front yard. And we're going to let people come out sometime in January to come hang out with us in the production facility um, and see what we're doing and, and have some beer. It's a beautiful piece, piece of property because you're up there in like the, the woods, north of Kingwood. So you have a lot of pine trees and a nice yeah, field and the church. And I mean, it's really easy to get to. It, it's pretty cool. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. So when you guys were out there, I don't know if it was, the, I think it was the last time you guys were out there. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of questions about kids. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. Like, what do you do about kids? Because uh, unfortunately, they used to have a nursery in the old church. Unfortunately, I'm not that interested in running a nursery. Um, but we have dirt piles. And it turns out kids love dirt. Um, and so, you know, we have plenty of dirt. So if you want to bring your kids out, you know, you're more than welcome to let them play in the dirt. I'll let you borrow my hose. You can hose them off. Um, but that's all up to your doing. I will not hose your children off for you. Um, but, it, you know, it allows you to drink your beer while they play with dirt. So yeah. it turns out that's your, your best friend. And as you know, you just happen to spray somebody else's kid with a hose. That's again, I take no responsibility for any kid hosing. Um, I just provide the hose. I think it, I think the kickball idea in the back would probably be pretty all right. I think we need to do a, like a little par three challenge and a kickball. See, the other thing I was playing with was like frisbee golf. Back frisbee there. golf that could be pretty there's, cool. There's a yeah. lot of things I enjoy about frisbee golf. There's there there's not there there are a lot of oh, things. Oh, I thought you said, I I said no. I was no, like, no, no. that's you're smiling at me, but you're like, there's not a lot of things I enjoy. Things. Man, this is this no, is no, really no, going no. in a weird direction. There are a lot of things I enjoy about when you go out and play frisbee golf. So I mean, you set up a little nine hole thing and do a tournament. I think it'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bummer is the lane is flat, so it's like so this hole you got to throw it over there, and yeah. this hole you got to throw it over there, and you're like, all right, so I see the talons in this. It's further away or closer. Depth perception. How many beers have I had? And how many of those cages do I really see? <laughs> Which one am I going to aim at after hitting that center series a little too hard? <laughs> no, but you do. You have a very I mean, you have a badass little setup. Yeah, up absolutely. There. I mean, yeah. You, have, you have plenty of room to grow, which is fantastic. And yep, I'm looking yep. for some badass things coming out of Back Pew Brewery. Oh, yeah, man. We got some cool plans. Not only, you know, obviously our core lineup, but as you would imagine, most brewers usually have a lot of other things on their mind of like, oh, man, it'd be cool to do this, cool to do that. 
And if you come to the brewery, what we're going to try to do is um, similar to what we see a lot in, you know, maybe Colorado, San Diego. I'm sure it happens here. It's been a while since I've been to a brewery uh, just like locally in Houston. But we have a one-barrel pilot system, so we're continually kind of like trying new recipes and things, which will only be on at the brewery. So, you know, that's kind of a cool thing about coming. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm going to get, you know, of course I'm going to have the core beers, but also we're going to have these other cool things that may only be on for one weekend. Yeah, and you got the support from Rogue Brewers up there. Absolutely, come hang out for volunteers. Super cool dudes. Uh, you know, they've been out a few times. They're, you know, it's. I'm, I'm glad we got to know them. In fact, I, that's one of the reasons we met uh, actually in person. We've met via email a few times, which is you know good and bad. I was like, you know, I didn't even know what John looked like. Um, and yeah, I, I hope he didn't know what I looked like. Otherwise, there's some weird stuff going on. But. Um, but, you know, there's some really good... Doc- I, did, I did not go research you and find out Thank that you were in ceramics or anything weird yes. like that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, did, I, I didn't look that up. Uh, no, it just, it just happens to be true. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool actually meeting you in person. That, they did a lot to facilitate that, and they've got a pretty good little homebrew group going up there. It is. It is. All right. Well, Bobby Harrell from Back Pew Brewery. Backpewbrewing.com is the website. That's right. And the maps, everything is on there. That's and right. uh, your beer... Should be able to find it at a lot of places here soon. We're we're growing. We're you know we're in a few places now, but uh, more places all the time. I appreciate you stopping by. We're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're talking to some John Bauman. Thanks, CD man. release party. Appreciate it. All right, drink some more beer. Drink of ages. Stay tuned. My name is John Bauman. This is a song called The Bible Belt. Born in Amarillo when Reagan wore the crown To a couple Houston lawyers that just come to town Mama got a job with Campbell and Gray While daddy was running for the county DA He went around town in a blue lapel pen But everybody knows a Democrat can't win in a Bible Belt Well, on Sundays we would all go to church Sing some hymns and go to Luby's afterwards Talk about the sermon, talk about the sky Over a and platter, the pecan pie It was like church and Luby's could save us from our sins Or maybe we were just trying to fit into the Bible Belt It's a real fine place to see the Lord staring down at from a big billboard A hundred thousand churches From east to west Where you can tune in on Sunday To eat televangelists Some call it heaven I call it hell Living in West Texas A Bible Belt When the time came, I went off to Texas Tech But made bad grades right in fraternity checks So I transferred out South Plains and Level Land I started making A's So I started up a band But nobody ever would come to my shows I guess they don't like good old rock and roll in a Bible Belt It's a real fine place to see the Lord staring down at you from a big billboard A hundred thousand churches From east to west Reeking, tuning on Sunday You tell evangelists Some call it heaven I call it hell Living in West Texas The Bible Belt 
I'm a sitting right here in the liquor store line. I believe at 11 just to make it in time. I don't understand how the county ain't where he would help with a drought, help with a debt, but up here change and time moves slow. It's just one more thing that can be told in a Bible belt. In a Bible belt. In a Bible Belt In a Bible Belt Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try a Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style pale ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town? or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at cashbranding.com. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're hanging out in the studio with John Bauman. What's going on, John? It's great to be here. Drinking a cold beer. Thank you for having me on. Man, welcome. Welcome to Drink of Ages. Welcome to Firehouse Saloon. It's good to be here, man. I, I love this place. Good to be in Houston. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you are in Austin. Yeah, you could say Austin. Yeah, Austin, yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't hold that completely against <laughs> I'm just joking, man. I love Austin. Austin's pretty badass, but... Um, Man, I was reading a bunch of different things about you, man. You kind of lived a little bit all over the whole northwest side of Texas. I really have, man. I'm an Amarillo born and raised, but I'm a San Antonio. You know, I lived in San Antonio my whole life. Went to school in Fort Worth, Texas. Live in Austin now. So I've kind of run the gamut of places, but, uh, you know, Texas is home, and it's good to get a sample of, of, of all the cities, if you will. You know, one, one of the things about, about Texas, San Antonio gets the least amount of love honestly because that is one badass place to go it is san antonio is a cool little spot it really is man i grew up with the uh I'm, i grew up a spurs fan i know that might uh oh, might okay be- never mind <laughs> never mind we're not talking <laughs> interview's over well hey i commend i will say this uh i remember 1994 and 1995 sitting in the living room with my parents watching the rockets dismantle us in the western conference finals and uh, unfortunately, I David that. Robinson won the MVP that year yes, he did. and uh, probably <laughs> regretted that. And he should have handed it over to Hakeem Olajuwon. He should have. Hakeem the dream. 
No, I'm just joking. I love the Spurs also. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are they're probably my third favorite team in the NBA. No, I'm working on a song called I Drank Beer Till Dawn with Akima Lajuan, you know, kind of a <laughs> thing like that. So I, I respect I respect the Rockets. Well, they, uh, let's talk Past about your break. songs for a minute, man, because, um, man, you don't just write. Like, your songs begin and they end. Uh, it's like a, a story. It starts in the beginning, and then it goes through the whole thing, and it ends. It's almost like a book. It's not just like a chorus and this and that, little catchy tunes. Mm-hmm. You like have a story in all of your songs, man. How do you do that? Gosh, every song is so important to me, and sometimes it takes months or even a year to write and to finish. Sometimes they come to you in 10 minutes, and it's, it's a miracle. But uh, every song is so important. You know, you don't want to waste – I don't want to waste anybody's time as a listener. You know, I, I'm really trying to draw people that, have, that are using both of their ears, so it's important for me to make the most of that minute. But um, if I can do something clever, creative, and something I feel good about – and I'm going to be proud of 10 years from now. That's that's important. It's not always the case, but it's Well, how often do you go back and, like, you write your lyrics, you go back, you read, like, oh, no, 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 and redo. Because it's just just a song, just like anything, painting or graphic design, something. how do you know when to stop writing your song? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I A lot of times I go back five or six times, and I'll go back and do it. And sometimes you get through – I wrote a song the other day. I got it. Got it done in 10 minutes, and it was the first time I'd had a song done in 10 minutes in ages. And I just, I could go back and edit it and edit it and edit it, but it's sometimes it's, it's been such a battle that it's just time to pull the plug on it, go with it, it's good. And then some, to- some songs, they really just need a, they need, they need the paint. Yeah. They need the paint to get a second layer. Yeah, a little massaging. It's exactly. It happens. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, you know a certain line can. I mean, you know, you write it, and then maybe after a, a good back pew brew, you're like, oh, I got a better way to write that song. Just at least out of line. Back 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 pew, brews make it easy. We'll say that. <laughs> we. I don't know why well, hey, none of us can say back pew. Listen, my last name is Bauman, and I get Bowman and Bauman all the time, so don't worry. about it. I'll probably say it like three different ways during this interview, to be honest with <laughs> That's you. okay. I'm used I'm gonna to it. I'm going to do my best. I got a thick skin. Back pew. There we go. Yeah. Well, um, I was reading some things that uh, I mean, you graduated. You went to TCU. I did. And you came back, and you're working, actually, as, at a call center. Yes. And how did you – I mean, how did all this tie into music? You know, I uh, graduated from school, didn't know what I wanted to do, got a job in Austin, um, working at a call center, you know, helping people fix their phones. I don't know what I was doing. It was one of those jobs where you clock in, you clock out for your lunch breaks and everything like that. And what I would do is I'd clock out and I'd go out to my little Toyota Camry out in the parking lot with my little three-quarter size acoustic guitar. And I just started writing songs. And mainly because I was so bored at my job that I was going on YouTube and looking up other artists and seeing what they were doing and kind of learning about the whole Texas music scene all over again. I grew up a fan, but I was kind of watching other artists. And I wrote my first EP, West Texas Vernacular, in my car at work. And... Uh, that that's pretty much how it started. That was in 2012. It was right. Yep. All right. So you wrote basically the whole your your debut album, sitting in your Toyota that's in the right. parking lot. That's right. All right. <laughs> that's not a bad. That's one way to do it. Well, it, it beat the hell out of telling people to do a soft reset on their Samsung tablet. I'll say that. <laughs> well, one cool thing about what what you've been able to do, uh, I mean, you have you got some cool guys working with you. You got some really badass big players in Texas working with you on a lot of your music. I do, and it's a it's a blessing, and I'm so thankful for them every day. But I will say that you know I've had a lot of guys in the past that have helped me move the engine along, and 
um, for everybody that's worked with me in the past and everybody that'll work with me in the future that I hope to work with, you know, it's just, it's a good thing. It's good to have a, good to have a team. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't playing music, what would, what would you think you'd be doing right now? That's a real. Yeah, I really don't see you sitting there answering phone calls. Man. <laughs> I wasn't very good at Although it. Although if I did call you and you answered, we probably end up sitting around and I'd be like, "Hey, what are you drinking?" <laughs> Have a big long conversation. How about a back pew? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know what I'd be doing. Um, I think I'm kind of. I don't want to dare say I'm good at this, but I feel like this is what I'm good at, and it's just it's it's tough to hold down a nine to five and uh, shoot. Uh, maybe work in construction or something. I'm, I'm a sol- I need solitary work to keep me kind of on a schedule. No idea, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, at least you're doing a damn good job this music <laughs> thing. So I appreciate that it. That helps. Yeah. That helps. So you have a, a CD release party going on right now. We do. we got a brand-new CD called Departures. came out November 13th, 2015. It's my third record, six songs. We're really excited about it, but it's just the beginning. We're going back to the studio in February to put a new album out. So be how, good. how often are you writing music? I'm writing all the time. If you were to look at my iPhone notes, it's just, it's very deep in terms of lots of song ideas. I'm, it's kind of a constant thing, you know, driving in the car, you think of a line, you're like, wow, this would be great, and maybe it turns into something, maybe it doesn't, but I'm, I live to write, so I'm writing all the time. Is there, is there a line right now that you're like, oh, I can't wait to put this out there? Yeah, there's a few. Um, I got this idea about a song called, like, Tornado Alley, like, Tornado tore through Salina, broke all grandmother's china, preacher said it must be a sign of, a sign of the times, and it's like, I don't know where to take it from there, but there's, you know, the rhyming scheme is there, it's just in terms of putting it all together and making it make sense to me and everybody else. That was pretty good. I'm working on it. Yeah. It ain't done yet. (laughs) All right, well, about to hear you go on stage here at Firehouse Saloon, and looking forward to that, and man, appreciate you stopping by, hanging out. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. All right, John Bauman, uh, website, Reverb Nation, everything. I mean, you're, you're all over the place right now. I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook. I will accept your friend request. John Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N-N, Twitter, John underscore Bauman underscore, Instagram, John E. Bauman. Bauman is spelled B-A-U-M-A-N-N, and website is johnbaumanmusic.com. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's get another pint and drink a beer when we come back. Talk about some things going on around Houston that you might want to be part of. Stay tuned. Woo. My name is John Bauman, and this is a weird song called Dogs. Well, I got dishes in a sink, fires in the kitchen, the milk gone bad, the dog gone missing. I wonder who that old blue healer is a healing today. I bet he's up at the Bisbee's chasing down Frisbee's wagging his tail like he don't even miss me with a bacon wrapped chew and a tennis ball coming his way. Well, hey, I didn't mention he gets no attention. I'm a tater on a couch, kissing Jeopardy questions. 25 years old, I'm at 15 in July. Well, at least we had good years. I got him to drink beer, bait him in a baby pool, and clipped him with good shears. But I got lazy, now he's gone, and I just want to cry. I got. Signs on a telephone pole and post in a classified I got a megaphone out the car window I'm calling from both sides Maybe I should learn my lesson Maybe I should learn to take a little care I'm a bit too unprepared Woof, 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 the dogs This verse is about the other kind of dog I got another dog missing cause I caught her kissing A deadbeat pool shark beyond the dog park So now I got two dogs and both are just up and gone 
Well, I should have seen it coming. I should have known better. She was a flirt, a tease, a mood swing with the weather. She'll take a phone in a bed or out on the neighbor's front lawn. Well, she ain't never had a daddy, truly, but sadly, she always needed something a little more badly. And I really ain't ever been that kind of guy. All the hell with the issue, someone give me a tissue Even though you're a dog wolf, I still wanna kiss you I promise to wash all the dishes, kill the flies I got signs on a telephone pole and post in the classified I got a megaphone at the car window, I'm calling from both sides Maybe I should learn my lesson, maybe I should learn to take a little care I'm a bit too unprepared of the dogs Oh, the dogs Alright! Thank you! Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a growler. 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wad Drive. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and this is the last segment of our little craft beer music show that we do here at Firehouse Saloon, and this is the Houston Press Space City on Tap, sponsored by Houston Press. Very cool. Yes, it's a great little sponsor to have, and um, uh, what's their tag? Oh, they have issues. Don't we all? I mean, we should <laughs> check theirs out because it always makes you feel better to look at somebody else's issues. Yeah, I've gotten to know them. I, mean, I felt better about mine. <laughs> it's, it's, so, I mean, you know, it's a win-win, really. Uh, you may, maybe learn something, but that's not the most important part. You can just feel better about yourself as a person. Well, some of the things going on around Houston to talk about that you definitely want to be involved in. Oh, actually, let me just mention this real quick because a beer that you need to go out there and get right now is the Turtle Murder from Buffalo Bay Brewing Company. Amaya coffee, pecans, uh, the mouthfeel of caramel, chocolate, peanut butter with a smooth vanilla finish. It's a delicious Scotch L with peanut butter and chocolate. Sounds good. It's pretty tasty, man. It's gonna be draft and in bottles coming out, coming out like real soon. So be on the lookout for some Turtle Murder. I think it's gonna be good enough to change uh, John's beard color. I think it's gonna get a little bit darker. <laughs> it could darken my beard some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be. Eight colors instead of six. It's, you know, it's it's uh, the rainbow, really. That's what I'm working on. But it's like a grayscale rainbow. <laughs> instead of you're, like just, a, you're nitpicking at this point. I know. I'm sorry. It's radio. Tuesday, December 22nd at Pub Fiction, the Houston Press Concert Series presents Roger Krager. Come out for a party song, sing along, and you know what's badass? Is that it's free. Doors open at 4 p.m. Houston Press Concert Series. Big name, small venue, free show, HoustonPress.com for more info. And if you don't know any Roger Craiger songs, you need to go learn some. Come out there to Pub Fiction because, I mean, it doesn't take very long to know them. No, that, and that's the fun part. I mean, all of a sudden, like, you're like, hey, I'm kind of like Roger Krieger, except I'm not. But I'm going to sing, and nobody's going to know any difference. And it's going to be gonna, super cool. It's going to sit around and sing along. It's going to be super cool. 
Yeah. And there's a really young Roger Krieger over here on the wall. Oh, which on is the wall. Super kind yeah. of weird, but at the same time, it's like, hey, there you are, buddy, but not. I think that was back before they dropped, to be honest with you, because he's looking. <laughs> yeah, he's young. Dude, yeah. I think he was like, hey, look, I can be Garth Brooks, but he was like, nah. Nah, I think I'm just going to be Roger Krieger, which is awesome, which is super cool. I mean, I'm glad to be. I'm glad he's himself, you know? Yeah, Roger Krieger's good. He's badass. Roger Krieger's good. Houston Press is excited to host the 8th Annual Artopia on Saturday, January 30th from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. at 2101 Winter Street. Artopia is an evening of culture, fashion, art, music, and food. This one-night event features live music, fashion shows, dance, theatrical performances, along with galleries filled with works from local artists. Ticket prices include complimentary food, wine, cocktail, beer sampling, Houston Press also awards local individuals and organizations that have made an impact in the local arts community with a Mastermind Award. Each winner receives a $2,000 check from Houston Press. The Mastermind Awards is sponsored by Stella Artois, which Stella Artois uh, you know, is a fun thing to say, but it's also a pretty solid beer, man. If it, especially in the middle of summer, man, when, you, when it's hot outside, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to make you feel pretty good. I don't know how much beer they're making, but they're making a lot. They're making a lot, and they make it consistent, so it's pretty impressive. The winners will be featured in a specialist section of Houston Press and will be honored at the event. HoustonPress.com, once again, you will find all kind of events, find live bands playing all over Houston. Go to the website, check out the calendar, and find something fun to do. So, Bobby. Yes. All right, man. You brought some badass little kegs up in here, uh, some of the different beers that we didn't have on tap. Yeah, man. And, man, I got to tell you, you're making some solid, solid beers. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. We, you know, we spend a lot of time. Uh, you know, we love it, and we want to put out good products. We want people to enjoy drinking it. So we're glad that you guys liked it, and we can't wait to share it with the rest of Houston, man. We're working on it all the time. Uh, if you see a nasty green suburban driving around with a bad pew sticker on it, that's us. So we're taking some delicious beers somewhere. Uh, so follow it and ask why the hell isn't it on tap yet. I mean, that's a great idea. Our music guest tonight, John Bauman, just phenomenal, just music, musician. Uh, yeah, he's great, man. Funny story, I wish we could have gotten to more of some of his little things, but, you know, kind of ran out of time here at Firehouse getting him on stage. But, um, yeah, man, he uh, wrote his first thing, his first CD album sitting in his Toyota. On his lunch breaks. On his lunch break from a call center, which is pretty funny. So, a you know, you? I, mean, I just can't imagine that would be very inspirational. But here's a dude who's sitting there doing a call center job. He doesn't like it, but he walks out to his camera. He's like, you know what? I got an idea for a really badass song. Well, uh, but, but wild. you know, there's some country music it might would fit, like the depressing side of it. But he wrote, like, good, like, just fun, some fun <laughs> he, tunes. He, he even criticized the call center. He yes. said he didn't like it, but he didn't. He, in his songs, it's not even, it doesn't even show up. I don't know. So, so basically what we're trying to say is next time you're on hold for a long time you end up finally talking to a human being be nice because that guy it could be the next George straight it could you don't be the know. next one yes. and then he may be writing about you I mean, if your name's linda or something you know it's all of a sudden if you hear a song about linda that could be you that you might be that linda that, that you called and you complained or about jo- I mean, whatever. your customer you know, service I, I, I all the lindas out there i have no reason to pick you no offense but uh you know linda ashley i, I don't know what <laughs> yeah whatever whatever you, you get the point yeah all right, listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com. Be on the lookout for Firestone Walker 805 Blondell hitting the shelves real soon. Go out there, get some back pew brewery. If they don't have it, definitely go tell them they need to get it on tap. We will be back next week at Firehouse Saloon on Badlands Radio on ESPN 97.5. Go Texans, go Rockets. 
every every week. I, I was like, come on, Rockets, just do something. But right before we aired, actually, we just had a giant conversation about this. We're not going to get into it now, but let's just say there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Keep talking about it. Go at go Rockets. Go Rockets. Go Rockets. Man, I miss those championship years. Drink of Ages will be back next week. Have a good one. All right. I'm so glad you beautiful people are here. The floor was made for dancing, you can tell by the lights. Houston, Texas. I love Houston, Texas, but I do not like Houston trip. Y'all are with me on this. I just got to do an interview over there in the studio. This is one of the songs I play. This is a song called Dogs. This is my grandmother's favorite song. But I do not think she can hear me when I sing it because I don't think she really knows what it's about. There's two kinds of dogs in this world. The song's about both. Well, I got dishes in the sink, flies in the kitchen, the milk gone bad, the dog gone missing, I wonder he that only healer is a healer today. I bet he's up at the Bisbee's chasing down Frisbee's wagging his tail like he don't even miss me with a bacon wrapped chew and a tennis ball coming his way. Let's party, Houston. Hey, I didn't mention he gets no attention. I'm a tater on a cast, he's some Jeopardy questions. 25 years old, I'm at 15 in July. Well, at least we had good years. I got him to drink beer. I made him in a baby pool and cooked him with good cheers. But I got lazy, though he's gone, and I just want to cry. I got signs on a telephone pole and posting in the classified. I got a megaphone out the car window. I am calling from both sides. Maybe I should learn my lesson. Maybe I should learn to take a little care. I'm a bit too unprepared. Well, I got another dog missing cause I caught her kissing a deadbeat poo shark be on the dog party So now I got two dogs and mama does nothing wrong Well, I should have seen it coming, I should have known better She was a flirt of tease and boots full of the weather She'd take a bone in a bed well, she ain't never had a daddy. Truly, but sadly, she always needed something a little more badly. And I really ain't never been that kind of guy. What the hell with you? She's someone give me a tissue. Even know you're a dog wolf, I still want to kiss you. I promise to wash all the dishes. Get all the flies. I got signs on the telephone pole and post in a classified. I got a megaphone out the car window. I'm calling from both sides. Maybe I should learn my lesson Maybe I should learn to take a little care I'm a bit too unprepared Woof, 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 a dog
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store. 